0: Welcome to the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Christelle. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to this episode of the Shine Bright Podcast. I am your host, Brianna Christelle. For those of you that are new to the podcast and new to me, my name is Brianna Christelle. I'm a millennial, which means I'm an aspiring adult, and 26 years old, so just really trying to figure out this adult thing. Um, I'm also a lover of Jesus and someone who really just en- enjoys encouraging others, and I say it at the beginning of all of my episodes, but my hope for this podcast is that it will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly in this world by authentically and unapologetically being who God called them to be. So my prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged, inspired, and seen. All right, you guys know that at the beginning of my episodes, I like to do a how is your heart check-in. And a how is your heart check-in is basically just that. It's a check-in to ask yourself how your heart is. Um, I love to ask my friends this question, how is your heart? Because that that question's a lot harder to BS than like, how are you? Because someone can easily be like, oh, I'm fine and keep it pushing, even when they're not. So when I ask someone, how is your heart? That is a question that really requires you to just ask yourself, like, how am I feeling? And it's a much harder question to BS. So, all right, I will start. How is my heart? Um, Honestly, my heart can be up and down, especially when it comes to the topic that we're going to talk about today, grieving unmet expectations. Um... I watched a movie today on Netflix called Always a Bridesmaid, and I honestly feel like that's literally the story of my life. Um, it was about a girl that was almost 30, unmarried, and find her found herself a bridesmaid at all of her friends' weddings without any prospects of her own. Spoiler alert. Um, so if you want to watch the movie, just fast forward past this. But in the end, Sis is finally found, and she walks down the aisle To the love of her life, um, which I guess is an ending that we all want in life So it was beautiful to see but I think sometimes it leaves me wondering if and when it'll happen for me And if I will one day have that happy ending And what if I don't? Um, I think about that often and sometimes I find myself firmly rooted in my belief that my husband's out there And sometimes i'm not so sure and so I have to remind myself daily that I'm not forgotten by God and that his timing is perfect. So that's kind of how my heart is. Um, I think watching that movie, it was a sweet ending, but sometimes you're just like, oh my goodness, am I, am I watching something that may never happen for me? So that's just transparently where my heart is. Um, but now it's your turn. I want to ask you, how is your heart? What's currently on your mind, and where are some areas that you are still learning to trust God with your life? Time to check in. All right, let's jump right into today's episode topic, and that is grieving unmet expectations. Man let's talk about this. Um, 2019 for me was a year where I just feel like I was going through a grieving process and I was grieving the fact that my life did not look the way that I thought it would at that time. And I think that, um, especially like, my single ladies my single ladies like later in your 20s 30s or maybe even 40s i think we we're told by society that our life should look a certain way we should be married by a certain age we should have kids and whether we mean to or not we absorb that timeline and it eventually becomes our own and when we find our lives not looking the way that society says that they should look and that we maybe didn't even realize we believe that they should look, we can find ourselves a little frustrated by that. You know, like what happens when you really want something and you don't get it and you have to deal with the harsh reality of not getting something that you expected or what happens when you thought your, your life would look a certain way by now, um, thought you would accomplish certain things by now, maybe with your career um, and you haven't. Or what about when you want something really, really, really bad and you have all these expectations for what it will be like when you get it and then you get it and that's not at all what you expected. And honestly, these are all examples of, I think, times where we find ourselves grieving unmet expectations. And unmet expectations are simply that... um, I define them as things that we knowing or unknowingly expected or desired for our lives, careers, or from a person or situation that was not met. And I think that, um, you know, it's, it's hard to want something and then it not happen or really want something and then get it and it not be what you at all expected and for me I feel like 2019 was a culmination of all of my unmet expectations and almost every aspect of my life coming to a head my career my relationship status or lack thereof my friendships my happiness etc it's time for a story y'all I feel like my biggest lesson in this was learned from moving to Indiana uh, for two years. So I moved to Indianapolis in the beginning of 2019 after receiving a promotion with my company to pursue a career opportunity to go into pharmaceutical marketing. And it was a very, very exciting time for me because this was something that I had been working towards for three years. And 2018, Brianna could not have been more excited for what she thought that this opportunity would mean for her. Um, She thought that moving to a new city where she knew no one and had zero ties was going to be magical for her. And to be honest, she had visions in her head of like um, girlfriends or sex in the city vibes where she'd be living her best life in the city while making new friends, brunching every weekend, finding the love of her life, all while killing it in the career game. I had extremely high expectations for what I thought my life would be like in Indianapolis. And I think the worst part is that I didn't even realize that I had these expectations going into it. And as you can imagine, um, literally Indy ended up being and meeting none of these expectations that I thought it would. And it was not magical for me at all. I did not find the love of my life because there were like five guys there in total. Um, I found it really hard to make friends when I first got there. A lot of people seemed really, really superficial or like because it was a small town. Well, I consider it a small town um, where a lot of people have, were like born and raised there and never left. They went to college there. So it was a really hard community to break into because people had like lifelong friendships there. And I was like, OK, newbie over here. Um, It was also cold as heck. I moved there during the wintertime and no one goes out in the wintertime. So there was no brunch vibes whatsoever. And uh, to top it all off, the job that I thought was my dream job actually was really terrible. (laughs) I thought marketing meant all the fun stuff that you think about. Uh, When you think about marketing, like picking brand colors, thinking about the experience that you want people to have when they think about and interact with your brand, making fun commercials, all that stuff. But really what pharma marketing is, is sitting in a room with a lawyer and a doctor and arguing about being able to say best clinical profile or proven clinical profile. It was all bad, (laughs) y'all, all bad. And I was also really homesick. Like, no one told me that moving 12 hours away from home meant that I would miss bridal showers, birthdays, weddings, funerals, um, my godson being born. It was just, (laughs) it was not at all what I expected it to be. And if I'm honest, I found myself in a place where I was really upset with God. I felt like, why would you let me come to this awful place, thinking that it was going to be fabulous when you knew that it wasn't going to be like that at all? And honestly, the answer to that question is a whole other podcast and a whole other sermon in itself. But after starting therapy last year, and I will talk more about my therapy experience um, in future podcasts to come. But after starting therapy and really unpacking, I realized that I was really upset about my unmet expectation of what I thought Indy was going to be like. And I think a lot of us deal with unmet expectation and grieving that because it's it's a loss and you have to grieve that. And I think we deal with it, but we don't know what to call it. So I found a resource um, called The Challenge of Unmet Expectations by the Apostolic Christian Counseling and Family Services. And in it, I found this great quote and I want to share it. It's a little bit long, but bear with me because there's a lot of good stuff in it. It says, Unmet expectations occur and can cause us to spin into confusion, invalidation, despondency, bitterness, and doubt. We sometimes raise our voice towards heaven and cry out, If you had been here, I expected you to show up. Unmet expectations are a type of ambiguous loss, a pain brought on by absence. The soul suffering from this loss grieves the reality that never was. For this reason, we often cannot even put our finger on what exactly we are mourning. The loss of not having children, not being married, not being promoted and not having our prayer answered and so on are shrouded in ambiguous loss. The pain of unmet expectations is unique in that its reality grows gradually. The realization our expectation will not be met comes upon us like a dark cloud from off the horizon. Ambiguous loss lacks closure and thus resolution. Many times this loss gives rise to disenfranchised grief, which is a sadness that is unrecognized and or unwarranted in the view of others. The view of our grief from the perspective of others is commonly, why are you grieving? You have nothing to grieve about. Disenfranchised grief does not have the luxury of a clearly warranted pain, such as the loss of a loved one. If it it is born alone, a feeling of rejection in marriage proposals, Miscarriages, unrealized hopes, and unmaterialized dreams are examples of ambiguous loss that gives rise to disenfranchised grief. At times like this, we may exclaim, "But God, I trusted you. I really when I read that quote, I was like, wow, this really sums up and put into words, puts into words exactly what I feel like um, I was going through in India and I feel like a lot of us go through when our expectations are not met. Um, there can be bitterness, right? There can be doubt. Um, we can start doubting God. We can just be upset that everyone else's lives may look the way that we wanted ours to, but ours doesn't. So we're a little bitter about that. Um, but I love that this quote says that, um, it calls an unmet expectation an ambiguous loss, and it's a pain brought on by absence. So it's, the expectation of something to be there something to happen and then it not happening and it says that you're you're grieving the loss of a reality that never was and it also says that there's no closure for it um because it, like it it just lacks closure because it was something it wasn't an actual tangible thing and then it goes on to talk about disenfranchised grief which is a sadness that others will may seem like, what are, you, what are you going through? Like you have no reason to be upset because it's not as clearly defined or the pain is not as clearly, um, it's not as easy to point the finger at what's causing you the pain, like if someone were to pass away, but it can just be like, I expected something to happen and it didn't. And I have to grieve the fact that I expected this thing and it didn't happen. I think a lot of us don't have the words to say that or the words to call it that. And we don't know what's going on. And we may have people in our lives that are like, okay, why are you crying about not getting the promotion? You just go next year, right? Go up for promotion next year. But it's like, no, but like I expected to get it. And I'm grieving the fact that this thing that I wanted to happen, this reality that I created in my mind will not come to fruition for those of us that maybe were in relationships um, that we thought were going to lead to marriage and they ended. And maybe you're having a hard time getting over that breakup and your friends are like, come on, I was just a boy, get out there, like, you know, get back in the game, there's more fish in the sea. And you're like, but I'm grieving the fact that that person will not be my husband. And you're grieving the fact that that relationship did not meet your expectation. And I think it's just so important to realize that, um, and, For me, I realized and and I I do want to call out like it's not bad to have expectations, but I think we have to be aware of them because sometimes we have unconscious expectations or ones that we don't even know about for a situation and then we get upset about it. And so I think it's important to turn our gaze to our expectations at all times when we're moving into a new situation. So for me, I was upset because Indy was not what I expected. But the fact of the matter is, that's not Indy's fault. It's not even God's fault. It's the fault of my expectations. And I think one of the biggest things that I learned from my experience in Indiana is to check my expectations at the door. And now that doesn't mean not to have expectations, because for me, I mean, I think it's important to have expectations, right? Uh, You don't just want to be blindly walking around like, I don't know what's going to happen. You can have expectations. But for me, it means actually taking the time to understand what my expectations may be consciously and unconsciously walking into a situation with that could lead to disappointment. So for example, if I'm going on a first date with a guy, am I walking into this with the expectation that this is going to turn into a second date? And how will I feel if it doesn't? Am I walking into a marriage, right? Expecting that my spouse is going to do X, Y, and Z and always make me feel like Y, Z, X. And when he doesn't, what, like, how am I going to feel, right? And for me, I had to ask myself this question when I moved back to New Jersey. So when I left Indianapolis, I came back to Jersey and I had to ask myself, what is my expectation for New Jersey? Um, do I think it's going to make me happy again? Um what what are my expectations for how I'm going to feel moving back? And I had to sit there and assess that and really say like, okay. And if it doesn't, will you be okay? And I think really, with this, it's a matter of having this honest conversation with yourself, whether it is in a relationship, uh, whether it's just about where you thought your life would be, whether it's about getting a promotion or not getting a promotion. Etc., I think it's really important to remember that God is in the grief of our unmet expectations. Y'all know I got to sprinkle some scripture. I find a really beautiful example of God uh, meeting his people in their unmet expectations in Luke 24, verse 21. Um, Background so, in Luke, in this chapter. Um, Luke is basically retelling the story of the disciples going to the tomb after Jesus uh, had been crucified and finding that there was no body there. And so they're, of course, all frantic because they didn't believe what he was saying about him rising three days. Um, So they're all frantic, freaking out, like, where's his body? They're all flipping out. And so two of his disciples were walking and Jesus was actually walking with them and they didn't realize that it was him. And so he's asking them like, you know, what's going on? Why do you guys look so sad? And they're like, what do you mean? Like, you haven't heard about Jesus of Nazareth and what has happened. And so these guys are, these um, disciples are talking to Jesus and they're basically telling him, um, and I'll start in verse 19. And they're saying the things that happened to Jesus, the man of Nazareth, they said, he was a prophet who did powerful miracles and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our leading priests and other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and they crucified him. And this is the part where I think it really highlights the unmet expectation. And they said, we had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. And clearly you can hear in their tone, well, I mean, you can assume in their tone that they are feeling like all hope is lost, right? Because a lot of them had um, their own ideas and expectations for what him being the Messiah meant for them. There, the death wasn't a part of the plan, right? And so they are freaking out because he's no longer in the tomb, not realizing that that was his plan all along. And Jesus, you know, kind of comes at him in um, verse twenty-five, where he's like, "You foolish people!" Basically, and he's like. This was written all along. This is this is the plan that I had along, and I told you guys. And so I love this example because one, it shows that you know we're not alone in our expectations, right? But two, it shows God's sovereignty through our expectations. They did not expect for the Messiah to die, right? Because for them that was not Messiah-like, I guess. Um, But that was all a part of His plan. So even when we have times where We expect something and it doesn't go according to our plan. I think we have to remember that God is in the grief of our unmet expectations, but also God is there in our um, frustrations with them not happening, but he has a plan. He has a plan. So it's not wrong to have expectations. It's not wrong to grieve them, but I think it's really important to release our expectations to him knowing that his plan is far better than ours could ever be. So some of you might be listening to this and want to know, okay, how do I address my unmet expectations? So I found another article from ninaamir.com called Seven Powerful Ways to Deal with Disappointment and Unmet Expectations. Before I get into, I'm going to share six ways because I thought six are really helpful. The seventh one was a little redundant for me. Before I get into those ways, I want to share a quote that she has in this article and it says, successful people come back and perform or compete again. They learn from their mistakes and improve and don't let disappointment stop them in their tracks. High performers feel their disappointment and they deal with their embarrassment and shame. Then they pick themselves up and they try again. They learn and improve and they live up to their new expectations. So the six ways to deal with disappointment and unmet expectation, the first one, is to see the event as just one small blip, one unimportant moment in time. Um, And I think this is specifically applicable if you are um, dealing with an unmet expectation in your career um, or uh, maybe some big event that didn't happen. And basically, don't harp on it, is what this is basically, this point is basically saying. See it as one important moment and you will have many moments in your life and this does not have to be one um, that has to define your entire life as a disappointment or um, an unmet expectation. Just see it as a small blip and keep it moving. Um, And like I said, I especially think this is applicable um, when it comes to career stuff. Like if you didn't get the promotion or something didn't happen the way that you thought it was gonna happen, don't harp on that. Number two, don't give the event too much importance. Um, Remember that whatever happened is quite insignificant or will be um, if you think about it maybe like this time next year. So don't make a mountain out of a molehill. Um, So for this one, maybe it's you didn't get into a school that you wanted or just maybe applicable to something that you expected happening that didn't end up happening. Um, don't give the event too much importance in your life. Number three, let it go as fast as possible. The longer that you hold on to the disappointment and rehash the event in your mind, this is a quote directly from the article, um, but the harder it'll get to move forward. And as soon as you can accept what happened and move on, learn from it and do it differently next time. Um, so for me, this one was very important uh, with my situation with in indie I had to let go of the fact that this career that I thought was going to be my dream career that I was going to do for the rest of my life and retire wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And I had to let it go. Number four, learn from the experience. Um, So failure is an opportunity to learn and improve. And sometimes an unmet expectation can look like failure. So try to pivot um and learn from that experience and this is also very pivotal for me um while i was in indie i did see it as a failure and i really really struggled with that for a while because i'm like i came all the way out here i had everyone all excited i was excited and now i'm here and this is not what i expected at all and i want to go home And I felt like a failure. I felt like it was a waste of time, but instead I had to change my perspective and say, okay, what did I learn from this experience? Maybe it wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. Maybe it wasn't what I hoped it was gonna be, but what am I taking away from this experience? Um, The next one is to forgive. Um, So I think this one is, this one's applicable for if you're experiencing unmet expectations with a person. So say a friend didn't show up for you in the way that you wanted them to or expected them to, or a significant other didn't. Um, you gotta forgive, you know, uh, don't hold on to that. Um, you know, you can reevaluate that friendship or the situation, but you ultimately don't want to uh, hold on to whatever hurt may have may have come from that. Um, number two, I think this is applicable, um, like in my situation, I had to forgive myself for, uh pursuing this opportunity and it not being what I thought it was going to be um because like hey I didn't know right I don't have a crystal ball I didn't know and so I went out I tried it I didn't like it and I come back home so I had to like do a lot of self forgiveness um and accept what happened and the fact that I can't change it um but that I can do better next time number 6 is letting go of shame um so you have to release the feeling of shame and for me It was very helpful um, to like talk to therapists for this. Um, And some people might be like, what? Therapist, just because something didn't go the way that you thought it was gonna be? Yeah, like, yeah, you're grieving a loss Um, and you have to let go of that shame. And sometimes saying it out loud and speaking to somebody really helps um, because that shame can grow inside you and eat away at your self-esteem and your self-confidence. So it's best to just say it out loud. Um, And these are some of my own tips. Like if you're dealing with maybe the unmicrobatics Unmet expectation of um, where you think your life is supposed to be. Maybe you thought you'd have kids by now. You've been trying for a while. Maybe you thought that you'd be married by now and you're not. I think number seven is to give your expectations to God and trust Him with whatever that dream is, that desire, that hope, and to know that He cares very deeply about those things. And you have to trust his plan. I know it's, can be painful, um, when you're like, but God, you know, I, I've, I've been trying, I've been trying for X, Y, Z and, you know, it could be hard not to lose hope, but I would encourage you to, even in your hopelessness, um, turn those expectations over to him and trust whatever you're hoping for in his hands. So in conclusion, um, expectations aren't a bad thing. So I don't want your takeaway to be don't have expectations. Uh, Really, the, the takeaway here should be to check those expectations at the door. Surrender your expectations for a situation, season, or person to God and trust him with them. I see you, sis. I see you frustrated with the ways that you feel like life hasn't been living up to your expectations. I see you grieving the loss of this dream you have in your head of what your life was supposed to look like by now. I see you going back to the drawing board time and time again, trying to figure out what you're doing wrong. I see you sad about that promotion you didn't get or down about your inability to conceive. And while I may not know firsthand what grieving those unmet expectations are. Are like or feel like God does so I just want to remind you that I see you but more importantly that God sees you he sees that expectation and while he never promised us that he would grant us a life according to our expectations and timelines he did promise us that he would use all things together for our good and I hope you remember that and know that I see you but most importantly he does And, of course, I want to close out in prayer because I know that this can be a heavy topic. um, And I know hearts um, might be heavy listening to this. So, Father God, I just pray right now over my sisters listening to this. Um, I pray for anyone listening to this that's dealing with um, grieving an unmet expectation, God. That's grieving um, the realization that maybe something hasn't happened when they expected that it would. Father God, I pray that when and if they're feeling like there are people around them that just don't get it, that just don't understand why they can't just move on so quickly or don't understand why this thing is weighing so heavy on them, I pray that they would bring that thing to your feet, God, even if they're bringing it with tears in their eyes. I pray that they remember that you love them and that you care about them and that you care about the things that they um, desire in this world, Father God, and that those hopes and dreams can be trusted in your hands, Father God. And I pray that we would learn to release those things with an open hand and trust your will above our desire. And even if it hurts, even when we don't understand, I pray that we would remember that we were never called um, to live a life that was all good, that would always feel good, but we were promised a life. Um, where all things would work together for our good. And I pray that we would remember that the way that we define good and the way that you define good might be different, Father God, but that we would surrender to your sovereignty and to know that you mean well for your children and that all things will work together for our good in the end. So I pray right now that you would just be with them in their moments of unmet expectations, um, in their moments of sadness, and um, just their moments of grieving the loss of something that hasn't materialized yet. Um, I pray that you would give them hope and faith um, in you and in your goodness and your love for your children. In your precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen all right all right all right <laughs> this is another heavy topic but thank you guys so much for listening i hope you feel encouraged and seen i love you guys don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast next week we're gonna completely be switching gears and we'll be talking about the perils of reckless spending and tips for budgeting your coin um, with one of my favorite 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 people on the planet my uncle Franz. So as always, follow the podcast on Instagram at Shine Bright Podcast and follow me at Brianna Christelle. I hope you shine bright on purpose this week. Love you. Mean it. Bye.